Hey guys, you're listening to Coast Brothers with Rashawn and David, where your favorite topics on faith, politics, and culture are discussed and debated. Join the debate on our social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CoastBrothersRD or email us at CoastBrothersRD at gmail.com. Let's coast. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Coast Brothers with Rashawn and David. I'm your boy, Rashawn. And I'm your boy, David. Yo, what's good, my guy? Yo, what's up, man? It's like... Yo, it's actually crazy that we're doing this again, man. It's been like, I would say at least a year since our last Coast Brothers episode. Yeah, I mean, we're even a little rusty getting back into this thing, bro. Like, from technology issues to everything. I know, I know. So listen up, y'all. Like, it took us a solid 45 minutes to get set up. Like, when when we were doing these shows, like, week after week, it took us, like, I would get home from work and set this up in 10 minutes and be ready to go. It took me like 45 minutes to get this set up. I'm like, yo, I got to open up this garage band. I got to figure out this microphone situation. <laughs> and now we got AirPods. Bro. When we were recording this before, we didn't have AirPods. And now we got did AirPods. Not. And the Wi-Fi is like making shit difficult. So, you know, we had to relearn. But it feels good to be back, man. But we have to admit the AirPods, it's a come up. Um, We got a little extra bread in our pocket to drop some money on some AirPods. Mm. Uh, So we got to be grateful even for that, bro. I'm grateful for it. But in all like honesty and transparency, I definitely got my AirPods at a discount. I got a homie that works for Apple. So I, I got that blessing. So I didn't spend the full bread, but... A blessing nonetheless. Blessed and highly favored. Shout out to my boy, Brandon. Wow. Shout out to Brandon. Yo, I need some AirPods too. Uh, I got the older version, so Brandon, bless up as well. But let's get into this episode, bro. Chill, chill. One, one person at a time. One <laughs> wow. No love in here. All right. Listen, y'all, like, I mean, we should probably tell people why, you know, why all of a sudden we decided to drop another episode. And I think like... Yeah, let's do it. Mostly because like... You know, we're in the crib, like quarantine, coronavirus is like taking the world by storm, it's taking the country by storm. I've been in the house for like the last 10 days. And so, you know, David and I was got together and we were like, yo, like we should put out another episode of Coast Brothers. This is the perfect opportunity to do it. Plus, since we were always on two different coasts, like we were already used to like producing a podcast being 3,000 miles apart so it was easy and it was kind of like a no-brainer so I'm glad you were able to make some time for it Reverend Price I know you're busy these days listen some folks are uh, quarantined inside us essential workers are required to leave our homes every day in fact bro I think I have been outside of my apartment more hours on average during the day than even before this coronavirus started so between the city and the church it has been non-stop. So I'm grateful that you get to stay inside. Um, but me, on the other hand, it has been non-stop. And, and folks texting me like just dumb stuff. I'm definitely, I'm definitely trying to avoid COVID-19, bro. I'm definitely trying to avoid COVID-19. You washing your hands, bro? You out here talking to folks, shaking hands, hugging people? You, you staying no, clean? no shaking hands. Listen, 
mayor said this today six feet equals death the mayor said that the mayor said, he said if you like six feet saves lives it's the it's the distance between life and death and i thought it to myself i was like well uh we put people six feet under when we bury them so this makes a lot of sense six feet between life and death that's a little bit that's a little bit much but i get it i get it you gotta you gotta, i mean you gotta you gotta make a statement i'm a preacher i'm a preacher but, so i mean Real quick, like before we get into things, like I know, so for those of you who have followed our trajectory, the trajectory of Coast Brothers, you kind of know what the evolutions have looked like. Um, we had, we started with a podcast um, and then we kind of decided to go in a different direction and I took over Coast Brothers and I started putting out uh, a weekly newsletter. Um, so I just want to give a quick shout out to the newsletter readers who are hearing the podcast for the first time because we did and can i get a, give a shout out to bro shout out to you hold on hold on shout out to you for 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 continuing coast brothers even when i wasn't i didn't have time but go ahead shout out to oh, newsletters yeah. oh yeah where well, i appreciate that yeah i mean i coast brothers was like it just became a, a, a really important thing to me and I, I really appreciated like this outlet and like us being able to communicate with like our friends and our family and all the people who listen to us. Like it was just a real dope experience and like the podcast was a lot, producing a podcast is a lot as I'm sure a lot of people who are listening also have their own podcast, you know it's a lot. Um, and so we shifted to the newsletter, which I also really enjoy because um, I'm, a, I'm a writer at heart, and so I really enjoy putting out the newsletter. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, just, I'm just excited to be able to do this. And like, I mean, I know it's a special occasion, but my hope is that, you know, as we move forward, we're able to like maybe intertwine more and more podcasts into the system, maybe like a podcast a month or a podcast a quarter, um, just to kind of switch up the medium a little bit. But yeah, shout out to all the uh, weekly bread newsletter readers who um, are tuning in today. Love y'all and appreciate the support. Um, so the way we usually do these podcasts are we start with uh, a section called Politics and Pews uh, is, as I, is usually like the first segment of uh, the podcast. David, you want to explain what Politics and Pews uh, is to folks who are new? Yeah, man. For sure. So uh, Rashawn brings the politics. I bring the pews uh, from the church. Uh, it's interesting now that I get to work in uh, government as well. And Rashawn tunes into church at Bebside Baptist Baptist uh, Baptist Church. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, we, we all part of Bedside Baptist now. I mean, most of us. Yeah, no, like you have to be a part yeah, of Bedside right. Baptist at this point, uh, unless you want the Rona. But nevertheless, Politics and Pews, right here, this is how we do it. The first part of our show where we talk about stories of significance in the world of faith or politics. We hit you with some arguments so you can hold your own at your next virtual happy hour or group me battle uh, via Zoom, IG, Facebook Live. Um, and this is what we got today for Politics and Pews. We are talking about the coronavirus and everybody like yourself going to bedside Baptist Church uh, during this crazy pandemic that's uh, going on around the world, literally. Uh, so, Rashawn, let me know how are you dealing with this, bro? It, I mean, it's honestly, bro. It's been it's been weird, man. It's definitely been some pros to it, and there's definitely been some cons to it. I would say for me, like the pros have been 
I've just had a lot, a lot more time. Like, my days are so much slower. Like, I was telling my mom not too long ago, like, I remember just a few weeks ago, like, my birthday's in August, and, you know, my mom's like, well, what do you got planned for your birthday? And I was thinking in my head, like, I need to figure that out because, like, August will be here before I know it because things were moving so fast. Like, I remember, like, it being New Year's and then it being February, then it being March. And now, like, now that, like, we're all kind of quarantined in one space, like, and I'm in the crib all day, my days just seem so much longer than they did when I was, like, out and about doing my thing. Like, I, I feel like I'm... You know, and, and to some extent, I feel like I'm accomplishing a lot in a day. Like, I'll work, I'll wake up, I'll work out, I, you know, I'll do some work, I'll do some reading, I cook. Like, I do all mm-hmm. that shit in one day, bro. And I feel like yeah. But two weeks ago, when I was just, like, ripping and running between, like, Brooklyn and Newark, like, my days were over like that. So I feel like the pro is, like, my days are longer and I'm much more intentional about my time. The con is obviously that, like... I feel like just everything stops, bro. Like, you know, so much has, like, slowed up. Like, all the plans that you had, like, you know, happy hours. Like, everything, you know, has just kind of stopped. And, like, that's that's kind of a weird feeling that I've never had before. But what about you, man? I mean, we we had to cancel a trip. We had a trip planned oh, with yeah. uh, all seven of us Georgetown grads. Shout out to Keegan. Shout out yeah. to Shay, Lamar. Uh, Paris, Darion. Yeah, uh, shout out 1409 for real. 1409 for sure. Our our brothers who we were all planning a trip yeah. to uh, Houston, Texas to get away to do a retreat. And Well, first we got to tell people that like this was historic because all of us were like part of this collective in college. We named ourselves 1409 and we've been plotting to put together like a trip for all seven of us for a while. Since 2014. Right. We've done trips, but it's always been like three of the guys here, four of the guys on this trip, two of the guys on this trip, five of the guys. I think at one point we got up to like five guys, but like this was the first time everybody bought their flight. We had the Airbnb booked. We had like a schedule of events we wanted to do. And then like Corona happened, yo. Bro. And, the, and let me tell y'all, like, these guys was acting like they was not trying to cancel this trip because of Corona, like up until the week before. And I'm like, Yo, all right. On. Like, OK, so here's how it really went. Rashawn came to the group basically panicking because he didn't want to leave New York at a time where panic didn't need to be happening. Right. Yo, people but panicking, yo. people I mean, people like you were panicking, but people like like us, you know, the calm, cool and, con- and collected folks were like, hmm, let's see how this plays out. Uh, but lo and behold, you were right, bro. So I got to give you that one. Um, yeah, you were right. We had to we had to cancel the trip. So Corona has affected me deeply, bro. That was my first vacation. That was gonna be my first vacation in like forever since you know we yeah, um, yeah. we start working in city hall and in and ministry all at the same time. So uh, it's been pretty difficult, in fact, because while other folk are able to stay inside for the most part, I have to literally you know wake up early in the morning, come back late at night. Dealing with Los Angeles, which is the second largest city in America, uh, with an increasing number of coronavirus um, cases coming out daily. So it's been kind of crazy. The streets are empty, which is nice. I don't have to deal with no traffic, no crazy people. The homeless are getting off the streets. Right, right. You've been, you've been, you've been ripping, you've been ripping on the, uh, what's it, the 405? You've been ripping and running on it? Yo, 405, empty, bro. 
405 is empty uh but yeah man it's uh it's surreal out there it looks like a ghost town bro so i want to i want to kind of dig into like a little bit of the work that you're doing now like for those of you for those of you who like aren't familiar with david he is uh a minister at uh, First AME Church in Los Angeles, which is like one of the oldest, most historical um, houses of worship in the AME tradition. Um, and you're also you also work for the mayor's office too in yeah. Los Angeles. So what you know, like, I mean, it seems like I gotta imagine that like you just deal with people's shit every day. Like every day people have like people are coming to you from a faith angle, like I don't know what to think about this moment. And people are mm-hmm. also coming to you from like a, a service angle, like, listen, I gotta eat or like I, you know, how am I gonna pay my rent? And so like w- what is that like, bro? And and how are you kinda like dealing with that? Yeah, man. I think it's all ministry, right? So whether I'm like actually in the church or whether I am in City Hall, what I've come to realize is that people are broken no matter, you know, where they are. It could be at church, in City Hall, in the gym, in corporate America. Folks are just broken. So we're just dealing with broken people every day. Um, And some of the most broken come into those spaces of faith and politics. Uh, And so I find myself being uh, more pastoral now than ever. Um, right. And having and even to my coworkers, for example, too, in, in City Hall and even explaining city policies to my pastor, for example. So it's a lot of like cross pollination that's happening. Uh, do you ever feel like there's a do you ever feel like there's a conflict between the two? Like, do you ever feel like your you your faith is challenged in your political work or that? your political work is challenged by your faith principles. Does that ever happen? Yeah. So as a mayoral aide, when people hear me speak, it's usually they hear the mayor speaking. Right. But on Sunday mornings or during Bible study or wherever that might be, I'm speaking on behalf of God. And of course, that supersedes anything that the mayor of Los Angeles has to say. But here's where I get conflicted when um, people want to know, you know, certain details about what's happening in the city. Is this of God? Is this this? Is it that? I'm like, "Mm." I have to kind of curtail exactly what I want to say, how I want to say it. I can't talk to the media, for example, even as Reverend David Price, I can't talk to the media, uh, which is which is different. Uh, But I do think, though, like, for example, when I preached this past Sunday, I was I was calling government out. I, I mean, not by name, but by policy. Yeah, I, I watched I watched some of the the, the sermons by from a bedside ministry. I tuned into <laughs> fame services. Yo, so <laughs> that's funny. So yeah, we calling people out. I was calling people out without calling them out. And uh, it's there's a way to do that. It's difficult, but it has to be done. At least in my situation. But it's hard, no doubt about it. The rev like. The reverend of AME Church, like, one thing I took away last Sunday was, like, he was definitely calling out, like, corporate conglomerates, man. Oh, like, Pastor Boyd? talking about, like, inequality. Yeah. About everything, bro. So I'm like, listen, now's the time to talk about it, I guess. Yeah. But I guess, like, one thing, one other question I have for you is, like, like I guess from a faith perspective, mm-hmm. like, what are you, like... One, did like Harvard Divinity prepare you for this? No. And then two, <laughs> and then two, like, 
like what do you say to people now like because i because i talked to people i've been talking to, talking to a lot of people over the last 10 days just because everybody wants to like facetime zoom talk because no one like everybody's in the crib so there's so many people who are like I'm trying to find God in this, or mm. like I'm trying to find my faith in this, because this is just such a terrible moment for society. Like you yeah. have this like virus just spreading around, and no one has a real handle on like getting this thing under control and people's livelihoods and people's way of life and everything that was normal three weeks ago has just been thrown into the wind. Yeah. And so like. I'm wondering, like, what what are you saying to people from like a faith perspective? Like, where 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 can someone find God in this? Um, first, I think God is in all things at all times, uh, mm. which mm. you know it, it's it's difficult to explain, particularly when you are dealing with situations like the one we're in now, where people are dying. Um, but one right. thing we know for certain about life is that there are going to be taxes and death, right? That and that's true. That that hasn't that hasn't really like changed. Uh, right. At the same time though, where do I find God in all of this is right where God has always been. Um, God has always been helping those who, who are the most needy in my opinion. And he calls on the church to do that, um, to right. serve those who are the most needy at this moment. Um, in terms of like a spiritual aspect though, uh, I believe that all things work together for good to those who love God and are called according to his purpose. That scripture has been the same for over 2000 years. That hasn't changed. Right. And so the sermon like I preached on Sunday is like don't forget who God is, even in the midst of right. all of this. Like if 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 anything, like I'm glad that I've been practicing my faith leading up to this moment right. because now that I'm in this moment, I'm not really stressed. I'm not really tripping because my faith muscles have been being developed right. over many years prior to this moment. It's hard, right? Like we can't like wait till you get into a crisis to then figure out right. how to, you know, what, what tools do I need? No, you you build those muscles and find those tools before the crisis happens so that when the crisis gets here, you're already ready and yeah. up and willing to go. I feel like my pers my personal perspective is like, you know, I, I almost feel like some things like moments like this are just so out of our control like it almost feels like something of this magnitude is almost like biblical man and so like for me it's kind of like it's almost like I'm just I'm taking my hand off the wheel because mm. I know like this is you know this situation is beyond me like no matter how much I stress about it or think about it or like you know and am anxious about it like at the end of the day like the situation is beyond me so like I've just kind of like, you know, that expression that your grandma and your auntie used to say, like, you know, let go and let God. Mm. And so, like, that, to, for me, like, that's kind of what this situation has been. It's just like, I'm going to let go and let God, like, you know, resolve this issue in the way that he sees fit. And like you say, it's all part of, you know, it's all part of some divine order. So whatever that end is, like, I'm just kind of putting faith in that. And, like, at the same time, like, you know, what me, you, and 1409 have been talking about is just, like, while this is going on, just, like, using it as an opportunity to, like, grow ourselves. Yeah. Like, as the world is, like, slowed down, like, taking advantage of that, of that time just to kind of, like, grow ourselves and, you know, grow in our faith and grow as men for real. And I think for Houses of Worship, I think um, it, it challenges us to rethink what ministry is 
and what worship is. Uh, it, right, it challenges right. us to, you know, rethink what it means to to serve people and how to serve people. It also challenges this idea that you actually have to gather into a church every Sunday uh, to do worship and to experience God, uh, which is not always true. Um, and and we're, we're going through that now. Uh, I got a question for you, though. Right. Like, yeah, yeah. Like understanding that you like taking your hands off the wheel, which you normally don't do. uh Right. Why? Why now? Like what makes this moment a moment where you're like, I can't do anything about this. Um, I don't necessarily know what to do uh, because you're so type A. Like I feel I feel like there's always something that you think about doing in moments like this. I don't I, I mean, I don't even know, man. It's just like. You know, like, you know, like. I feel like as I've been personally, I've been growing in my own faith over the past few years. And like, you know, even every now and then, like you'll send me scriptures to read and like things to think about. And like everything that I've read and everything that, you know, I've been like coming to terms with in my own like journey, my own faith journey is like, you know, like we walk by faith and not by sight, man. Come on, Reverend. You know, come on, come on, give me the mic, give me the mic. But, um, <laughs> but it's like, yeah, like we walk by faith and not by sight, man. So it's like, some things are just so great, man. And I, I even think about my own life, man, and the things that I've been able to do and see and accomplish and the people I've been able to meet. And I know that's because of like something that's bigger than me, man. And so like this situation is just another example of that. So like, you know, in a normal situation, my type A personality would definitely want to have some kind of, like, plan or some kind of, you know, whatever. And to some extent, I still kind of have that. Like, I still have a, a plan of, like, what I want to be doing during this gotcha. time. But, it, like, in a big way, man, I'm just, like, I'm walking by faith, man. Like, I'm taking it one day at a time, bro. And so, like, yeah, I'm just, I'm in the crib growing myself, man. I'm in here, like doing these home workouts, bro. Like push-ups. That's real. Chin-ups. That's real. Dips on my kitchen chairs, bro. That's you feel real. Me? Like I'm doing these I'm doing these ratchet workouts, bro. So I, you know, I I just expect to come out of this like a stronger person, man, Literally. always, but yeah, man, that's that's kind of been it for me. You know, what what fascinates me is government has been able to do so much during this emergency that people have been screaming for uh, prior to the emergency, right? Like yeah. putting homeless people inside or giving people a universal basic income. Uh, right. You know, all, all of these different kinds of policies that are being considered now uh, are so fascinating for me. And I think personally, like the role of of the church right now, if, if nothing else, because it, the church can't literally open its doors, is to be advocating for like those kinds of policies that you know we just we have to keep in place like why go back to life as normal prior to COVID-19 if we know that we have the resources the technology the ability and the political will to do it and I think that's where the church needs to be right now I don't think anything goes back to normal after this is all said and done bro like I feel like I feel like, you know, I feel like everything changes after this. Like, I feel like people are going to be, like, much more cognizant of their health. 
I feel like those who are people of faith will probably be much more conscious about what they believe in their own faith journey. Like, I feel like, you know, I just feel like this situation is going to cause people to grow, like, in so many ways. Will it cause you to go back to church every Sunday? Yo, chill, chill. I mean, yo, I'm still, I'm still on the hunt for a church home. That's man. fair. Like, I'm still, <laughs> I'm still on the hunt for that, man. But if if I find one, like, I'm, I'm glad to be in it. The only, the only thing is, like, this might sound weird, bro, but like, I, you know, I run every Sunday morning, bro. Yes. That's like church for me, man. So I gotta find something that's in time with that, like, cause. When I'm running, it's usually church time. Like, church have, churches have, like, that 10 a.m. service. <laughs> I'm usually, like, six miles in by 10 a.m., so yeah. I either got to start running earlier. You got to go to Hillsong with Erica, bro. Service. Yeah. Erica's in Boston now, I think, man. Oh, Hillsong, Hillsong in, Boston. in Boston. But she was she was in New York. I, I did go a few times. Like, did you like it? It was cool, man. It was, yeah, it was all right. I mean, Would you like black church was, better? I mean, it wasn't my home church. It wasn't the kind of church I grew up in. Sure. You know, people weren't in What there kind of church you grew up in? Singing Kirk. People, people weren't in there singing Kirk Franklin. Okay. But, you know, <laughs> it was cool. You know, the message was clear. True. But, um, yeah, man, I, I don't know. I just feel like this situation is, like, it's a lot of growth that's about to go down, bro. But, um, but here's what I will tell people, right? Um, I think it's a perfect time to develop a prayer life i mean we're not really rushing to do anything right now uh so why not like figure out a time during the day where you can just sit for start with 30 seconds and then transition to a minute and then transition to two minutes of just prayer and meditation like and that's a combination of you know a person like talking to god about their you know problems about their needs about their wants to offer gratefulness um Uh, our gratitude rather uh and it's a perfect time to like hear from god just like to pause and reflect just not don't say nothing don't do nothing just sit in a quiet room uh and just let god speak man we we kind of got deep man that's kind of like what um so the next part of our show is like we call it the level up and we were going to talk a lot a lot about that like growth and wellness but we kind of it kind of it was kind of covered it was kind of covered in uh this first part yeah because you even spoke about your your uh your running but are people running right now oh yeah are people going outside to level up bro i know people are running i mean people hit me up because you know i post my runs on like ig so people hit me up like yo i went running today or like I went for a walk today, and that's the reason, like, I posted on IG. Like, I'm not a heavy IG user, but I do post my runs because I feel like, um, I don't know, man. I feel like other people get something from that. I like the art, to be honest with you. I'm like, I'm not going to run 10 miles, but the art's nice. We were going to run in Houston, bro. I can do three. I can do three miles. All right. Yeah. Good. I yeah. I, I'm I'm pretty sure all y'all could do three. Like all of the squad could do three. But I can't do three as fast as y'all. It might take me forty five minutes. Yeah. But well, we weren't gonna be fast. Like I I would if if we wanted to do it, I probably would have dusted all of y'all. But it I would. I Whatever. Would've yeah. 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 <laughs> I would have slowed down. I'm going to heaven. But yo, let's. <laughs> <laughs> yo, let's um. Let's move into level up, man. Let's do it. Like, there is one thing I want to talk about with level up, but I'll, I guess I'll introduce level up. Sure. 
For those of you who are new to the podcast, the second part of our show is Level Up. Level Up is the part of the show where we talk about the people, places, and inanimate objects that are doing the unexpected, changing the game, um, or just doing something that's dope. Um, and so this week, this week we actually struggled to figure out like who, who or what like was leveling up because, I mean, COVID nineteen is the only thing that's been leveling up. Bro, really. COVID been been trying to keep up. <laughs> COVID is winning out winning, here. Winning, bro. Got all the bodies. COVID was a. <laughs> listen, if COVID was a person, he'd be like Michael Jordan or something, Jesus. bro. He's he's. He's making 100% of the shots he takes. I guess we got to laugh to keep um, from crying because... That was- <laughs> yeah. But, like, but one thing I... I mean, I guess one person that kind of technically leveled up, man, and this goes into, like, the politics scene is, like, Joe Biden, bro. Like, Joe Biden came out of nowhere and basically took the nomination. Like Literally. You know what I mean? Like, because, like, two months ago... Joe Biden was like in a solid third or fourth place. Like it was like Bernie, Pete Buttigieg, like, and he was somewhere with like Elizabeth Warren competing for that third spot. Yeah. And then it just seemed like Super Tuesday happened, and then COVID happened, and then now all of a sudden, like Joe Biden is like the presumptive. People in the South crazy. love Joe Biden. Really? But what? What is? I heard he won. I didn't even check, but I I was listening to a podcast this morning, and they said, like, he won every county in Florida. Wow. <laughs> yeah, he won every county in Florida. Well, Florida, I mean, I'm I like, love Floridians, but Florida's a little off, but. <laughs> I'm like, yo, this man, Joe Biden, really, like, you know, like, he's he leveled up, man. He did. Like, he, but South Carolina. He from behind and took this win, but I didn't realize that, like, Southern black people really like Joe Biden but I'm trying to understand what that is because I feel like I mean if if I'm if I'm I can't speak for a black southerner because I'm not a black southerner but I know black southerners and I'm like if I'm in a position I just feel like Bernie was saying things and talking about things that were like that made a lot of sense to people yo and I don't feel like well I mean Nothing that Joe Biden has said is like really stuck out to me. Like, wow, this is like, yeah, I gotta vote for Joe Biden. Right. Like, I I haven't been excited to vote for Joe Biden. So, what what was it? I think it was familiarity. I can't even say the word. People were familiar with Joe Biden. People know Joe Biden. People have seen Joe Biden, uh, and they are comfortable even with you know all of his gaffes. Right. Like that has not swayed people for whatever reason. But I do think, you know, particularly with black folk, you know, we go what we know. It's too much stuff going on out here for us to be taking a whole bunch of chances and stuff like that. Like when when the bottom falls out, we the first to go. And so when we know that Mm. something is steady, that's what we go with. That's real. That's real. I mean. But why Bernie yeah, for yeah, black like, folk? Did Bernie even have a, a African American plan, a, a, a plan for black people specifically? No, but what I liked about but what I liked about what Bernie was saying was like we, his his policies didn't need to be specific to black people. Like the stuff that he was saying was was like because at least for me personally, man, I just feel like these days some of the issues we face are just as much a race issue as they are a class issue man like i feel like if you're talking about mm-hmm. poor people in this country yeah 
oftentimes you're talking about people of color, man. And so, like, to me, what Bernie was saying, like, yo, like, he was saying stuff about, like, you know, let's fix the, the, the wealth gap. Like, let's, like, redistribute. Let's think about how we redistribute wealth. Like, let's figure out how we, like, make our healthcare system for, better for everybody. Like, he was talking about stuff that just generally addresses, like, the big gap between like the haves and the have-nots in this country. And that like, and to me that appeals if you're, you know, if you're black, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. If you're like, you know, uh, like a, a poor rural white person. Like I feel like he just, his policies didn't need to be like racially based because they appeal to like anybody who has ever worried about money. Bro. But at the same time, you have to know America. You can't assume that America does not want to hear about race. Part, particularly like race specific policies. Like Bernie Americans was tone deaf. We do. Bernie was tone deaf yeah. to think that his policies, just because they're going to be great for people, right? Uh, we're, we're going to penetrate the African American community. I mean, as you said, I think you're totally right. You know, all of those policies right. would definitely have benefited black folk more than the policies with Joe Biden. But how you package that message matters. And if my grandmama can't understand that this message is for her, then we got a problem. My grandma was born in 1922, only had a third grade education. If you can't say, Grandma, Letty, this is for black people. This is how we're going to do it. She probably ain't going to get it the way that Joe Biden says, listen, Grandma, this is for black people. He has this, you know, this nice smile. He's a little bit older. She's more comfortable with him. He don't look all crazy with his hair, you know, going look, yeah. tentacle looking kind of stuff. She is it, it, just a nicer package that I think black folk Your were. Your grandma was born in 1922? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, bro. Her grandparents were sharecroppers. Yeah, her, her parents were sharecroppers. Yeah, I've been doing some. Um, well, that was what I was gonna present about at our uh, at our trip that we were supposed to do in Houston. Like we, all of us were gonna present about something we've learned in the past year or whatever. And I was gonna present on like I've been like doing this family tree research, man. Like deep, deep, back to my roots, man. So I've been like fascinated by that stuff, man. But. You put in your yeah. uh, you put in your DNA to find out where your roots go back to in Africa. Nah, I haven't done the DNA yet. It's literally been like, yo, I've been like doing research wow. on like census my grandmother's parents. Yeah, I've been looking at like old census forms. I found like, um, I I found like World War Two draft cards wow. from my great uncle. Wow, yeah, that's really and cool. My, like great granddad. Yeah, so it's been like. It's been like, I've been working on this for like over a year, but obviously it's been on and off with work and stuff. I was going to ask, what kind of time you got on your hands over there in, in yeah, Newark, bro? I mean, it's, it's been, it's been, it's been, it's been here and there. It's been like, if a Saturday I got some time, like I'll dig into it. Yeah. Or like a Sunday afternoon, I got some time, I'll dig into it, man. But I've gotten pretty far back, man. Like my, uh, my roots are like, in Macon County, Georgia, which was at that time, it was very like uh, obviously a very rural, small place. Bro, you may um, be related to E. Dewey Smith. Imagine. E. Dewey Smith is from Macon County? Yeah. Maybe, bro. Yo. Maybe. So my great grandmother was born in 1908 in Macon County, Georgia. And her parents, and what's so funny is like, it's like the research got easier the farther I went back because Macon County, Georgia was such a small place, bro. Like, wow. it only had, like, 
two or three plantations around that time. And you know, like right after slavery was over, like um, most of the plantations they became share they became sharecropping places, yeah. like where no longer slaves, but they still lived on the plantation. They still worked on the plantation. The only difference was that they got paid. And so, like, a lot of folks, like, hung around for, like, two generations after. So my great-grandmother was, like, born in 1908 in Macon County, Georgia. And so, like, I'm pretty sure her parents Mm -hmm. were sharecroppers on um, a certain plantation there. I just need to, like actually find some proof which is hard because you know they ain't keep records on people like us but no they didn't it's been like i've learned i've learned a ton bro it's been like a really exciting project now is does this go back on your mom's side your your maternal side or your paternal side most of this is definitely my maternal side um yeah i got i still got to do the paternal side though man like but it's just like it's a lot. I didn't realize how much work it would be, but it is. So I'm taking, like, one side at a time. Yeah. So I started with my maternal side. And I feel like I'm almost to a point where, like, I'm as deep as I'm going to get. <laughs> like, you know, anything anything before that is just like, nah, it's not happening. But, yeah, pretty soon I'm going to switch to paternal side as well. But, yeah, man. Any plans to actually do, crazy. like, Ancestry.com history? Yeah, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. I'm going to definitely do that, like, soon. Like, I definitely want to, because my goal is to kind of, like, present it to my fam at some point. Mm-hmm. Like, I've I've already presented it to my mom a little bit, and she's, like, she's excited about it. But I want to do, like, an actual formal thing for my family, man. Um, and I'm going to do, like... One of those ancestry kits to see see what see what that comes out with, man. That's super dope, see bro. What I got up in me. Yeah, that's it's, that's been cool. That's been like a cool little uh, a cool little project, man. Yeah, yo, the history of black people in this country, man, is a wild history, bro. It is. I mean, yeah. I wish we would just uh, write more about it. You know, it's crazy because so much of our history was just like burned, man. Like literally, like set on fire. Uh, yeah. and and decimate it, but you know it, it lives on in each and every one of us, and that's what I tell people. That's what I told people on Sunday, bro. Like even yeah. though we're going through this crazy moment, don't you know who you come from? Don't you know that your people were the the strongest to ever set foot on these shores, man? You see how much we had to go through to get to get where we are today. Resiliency. We are who we are because they were who they were. Mm-hmm. And on and on that note, let's definitely get to the last part of our show, which is inquiring minds. And David, you want to let the people know what the last part of our show, inquiring minds, is about? Is one of my favorite parts of the show. Yeah, same like, here. What it is, David? For sure. This is the part of the show where we basically talk about things that are inspiring us, that are keeping us going. Uh, I'm actually really interested to hear what's keeping you going since you are quarantined. Uh, your life has basically come to a pause for all intents and purposes besides logging on to Zoom conference calls all day, bro. So what's keeping you going, man? Definitely a lot of Zooms, man. <laughs> um, two things. I mean, the first is obviously um, running. Anyone who knows me knows like running is my muse. So um, the fact that I'm still able to do that, that's like one of the few like outdoor exercises that we're still able to do and so like just getting out there and like stretching my legs and being able to put some miles in it's been like 
I mean, that's just kind of kept me sane, man, to like get outside and, you know, just get out there with the world again. But that, and then, um, this might sound wild, bro, but so like I was like uh, meandering around like YouTube like maybe two <laughs> weeks ago. And I like found, I don't know why, but I watched a lot of like food shit on YouTube. What? Like, I don't know why. Like, yeah, like people trying like pizzas, like different pizzas, best burgers. Yo, like, you watch people overstuff themselves on YouTube? No, no, no. Oh, okay. I, I, I'm not into that. Okay. I'm not into that. But like, I, I like to watch like food stuff on YouTube. Oh, gotcha. But anyway, like, you know Bon Appetit magazine? Yeah. Have you heard yeah, of yeah, Bon yeah. Appetit magazine? They have them on the airplanes. They have a yeah, yeah, yeah. They have a YouTube channel too. Really? And they have like a, you know, their it's their their headquarters, bro. Their corporate headquarters in New York is just like kitchens. It's like fancy really? mini kitchen stations. And so they shoot like a bunch of YouTube shit in their kitchens. And so um, there's this one show they have called Gourmet Makes, and this chick she basically like she recreates. Like she recreates products that we get in the store, like in with like real ingredients. Like, oh, yo, she remade. Uh, she remade, and she takes like people. You know, people write in the comments like what they want her to cook, and she'll do it. Like she remade hot pockets, bro. She really, hot pockets. Yeah, and she like made the dough. Like had the different fillings for him. She took like fresh pepperoni, fresh salami, cheese. You know the first thing that I thought about when you said this, bro? What? Red lobster biscuits, bro. Oh, someone should put that, bro. Bro, red lobster biggest biscuits hit, man. If I can figure out that recipe, it's over. Red lobster's dying, though, bro. I can't. Because the food's not that good, but the biscuits are still amazing, bro. I am. Yeah, you know the food is terrible, bro. <laughs> the food is terrible. The biscuits are good, but last time I went to Red Lobster, it was definitely a dub. I yeah, you know, that's not a place to take a date. This is not good. Uh, it's definitely no. not. So don't do that, please. No. <laughs> where, where you take your dates in uh, in LA? What restaurants you be going to? Well, it depends on how far she's made it into my life. Uh, we have a couple mm. of uh, what's a, what's a first date? What's a first date meal? Or do you do a meal on a first date? I actually don't do meals on first dates. I, I'll go okay. for wine or drinks. Depends on, you yeah. know, how she's doing. I mean, you know, if, is, does she drink or does she not drink? Uh, so I, I usually right, try to go right. to, like, op- open-air rooftop bars. Um, and I have, like, yeah, a list. It is, bro. I see your IG video. Yo, bro. <laughs> I got a list of, like, five, right? So if, if she's like, okay, I'm not really sure, I'll take her to, like, the bottom one. Uh, and, yo, right. I've worked my way up. Yo, some have worked their way up to the top. And uh, the top one mm-hmm. is actually in, in our newest building downtown, uh, the Intercontinental. And at the very top, it's uh, Spire 73, which is the tallest open-air rooftop bar in the Western Hemisphere. It's on the really? 73rd floor of the hotel, bro. Oh, nah. Yo, I, but... I have no interest. I have no interest <laughs> in being on the rooftop bar 73 stories up. Bro, no interest. It, is, it has the most impeccable views of the city. You can't find it anywhere else from Hollywood Hills to... 73 floors? Bro, 73 rooftop? floors. Yo, it is... It's fascinating. It's expensive, but um, if she's worth it, she's worth it. Mm, I hear that. I hear that. But, so, but what's 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 inspiring you, bro? Um, what's keeping you going. So basically, during this 
season, like truly, truly what's keeping me going um, is is reminding myself of my why. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I was reading this book, <clears throat> excuse me, before this whole virus kicked up called Start With Why. Um, and basically it goes, you know, take walks the reader through, you know, the importance of a brand or individual, a company to a church, understanding why we do what we do, not what understanding what you do, but understanding why that influences the what. And for me, right, man, right. I think, you know, my why is becoming ever more clear. Um, it is, you know, to provide hope is to provide reassurance. Um, my wife is why is to serve people and wherever I can mm. do that, like I'm going to do it. Um, and even though, you know, I get tired, you know, 12 hour days while other people are quarantined and chilling. I'm still having to get up early in the morning and come back home late at night. And it's all because I'm serving my purpose with my why. Uh, And just by it just so happened that politics and uh, preaching is how I how I get that done. Um, And so that's what's kind of keeping me going, bro. And I'm really excited that I was able to at least get through half of that book before this happened, because otherwise I would have been like kicking and screaming at this point. I love that you said that, bro. Like, one of the things, like, I remember maybe this had to be a while ago, maybe, like, three months ago, man, I was, like, overwhelmed. Like, a lot of stuff was going on, and I just felt, like, overwhelmed. And I remember, like, I reached out to you because we had, like, a, I, I remember we had, like, a mutual contact that, would, like, wanted to, like, you know, set something up to talk about a project. And I remember hitting you, like, I'm done, man. I'm tapped out. Yeah. Like, I don't feel like doing anything. And I remember you you texting me like, yo, keep pushing, man. Like, you know, like, don't play small. Like, step into your purpose, man. And that really stuck with me, bro. I don't know if you know that, but that those words really stuck with me, man. And it's always inspiring, man, just watching you keep walking into your purpose, man. I know we talked a lot about some of this stuff, like, back in college when we were just, we were still boys, Wet bro. behind the ears, and, bro. Like, yeah and so watching you you know elevate to where you are now man and and just watching you like keep walking into your purpose man it's been inspiring for me man so uh definitely keep it up thanks man, man. And know you know know that people are watching bro i appreciate it i appreciate you i appreciate you for continuing to serve the good people uh, who tune in and read uh coast brothers uh, it's with Rashawn, but David is still in the background, and I and I appreciate you for inviting me back, man. Like this is your platform, yeah, bro, of course, uh, of course, and of course, I appreciate bro. it sincerely. So it's been this has been like a real refreshing episode, man. I'm glad we got to do this, and hopefully we'll do we'll get to do a little bit more of it. Um, but we'll we'll end this episode, man, and and yo, it's been it's been dope, man. Absolutely, bro. And like. We'll, connect, well, you know, it, yeah, it's just been dope, man. And I'm excited to put this out and see. But, like, definitely appreciate y'all tuning in. Appreciate y'all lending us your ears. And, yeah, man, let's coast. Let's coast, bro. <laughs> it's so funny, bro, because I totally forgot. <laughs> hey, guys. You're listening to Coast Brothers with Rashawn and David, where your favorite topics on faith, politics, and culture are discussed and debated. 
Join the debate on our social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CoastBrothersRD or email us at CoastBrothersRD at gmail.com. Let's coast. Let's coast.